Hi, I'm Rev Myron. I'm a minister through Pathways of Light, and I've been a course student for 40 years. I'm going through the lessons this year, reading them and asking Jesus for clarity. And then I'm writing whatever comes into my mind, and that's what I'm going to be sharing today. So let's get started. We're looking at lesson 25. I do not know what anything is for. Paragraph one tells us purpose is meaning. Today's idea explains why nothing you see means anything. You do not know what it is for. Therefore, it is meaningless to you. Everything is for your own best interest. That is what it is for. That is its purpose. That is what it means. It is in recognizing this that your goals become unified. It is in recognizing this that you that what you see is given meaning. So if I see everything as being for my own best interest, everything is purposeful and meaningful. It might seem at first glance that not everything is in my best interest. I mentioned yesterday that I've been divorced three times. That hardly seems to be in my best interest until I remember why I am here. I came to heal my mind. Each marriage offered me a different classroom in which to correct my beliefs about relationships and about love. It hardly seemed in my best interest that so many people I love suffered from addictions, but these were perfect classrooms for us all. Together, we worked out a number of false beliefs and healed our relationships as well. I learned that in order for love to be love, it doesn't change with circumstances. It seems that all my goals are the same goal. I want to heal my mind and awaken from the dream of separation. It seems different, but that is because I just go at it from many different directions. If my goal is to heal the mind, then everything helps me to do that. So everything is in my best interest. Now we're going to look at false identification in paragraphs two and three. You perceive the world and everything in it as meaningful in terms of ego goals. These goals have nothing to do with your own best interest because the ego is not you. This false identification makes you incapable of understanding what anything is for. As a result, you're bound to misuse it. When you believe this, you will try to withdraw the goals you have assigned to the world instead of attempting to reinforce them. Paragraph three says another way of describing the goals you now perceive is to say that they are all concerned with personal interests. Since you have no personal interest, your goals are really concerned with nothing. In cherishing them, therefore, you have no goals at all. And thus you do not know what anything is for. When I was interested in the ego self, I was attached to a false identity. As I began to detach from the idea of a personal self, I dropped most of the ego goals that used to drive me. I'm not interested in being the best or winning. I don't have a financial goal or a relationship goal. I don't feel a sense of loss in giving up these goals because I didn't give them up. I just stopped caring about 
what the ego wants when I realized I wasn't the ego. I want to heal my mind so that the sonship will awaken. I want to help others do this because we are one and so I can't do anything on my own. I want to extend love so that we all begin to remember that we are love. These are the kinds of goals I have now. They are my goals because they are for all of us. It is in my best interest because we return to heaven together. As I heal my mind, I heal all minds. When I notice a goal that is personal, I know that I need to look at my beliefs with the Holy Spirit again. In reality, there is no separate me with personal interest, so there is no need for personal goals. One of the reasons I am at peace most of the time now is that I don't have much interest in the narrative of Myron. When I'm interested, it's so that I can see what yet needs to be healed. If I become upset in any way by something happening in the, in the story of Myron, I can let it go to the Holy Spirit. In this way, the mind is healed. So giving up meaningless goals, paragraph four and five. Before you can make any sense out of the exercises for day, one more thought is necessary. At the most superficial levels, you do recognize purpose. Yet purpose cannot be understood at these levels. For example, you do understand that a telephone is for the purpose of talking to someone who is not physically in your immediate vicinity. What you do not understand is that you want is what you want to reach him for. And it is this that makes your contact with him meaningful or not. It is crucial to your learning to be willing to give up the goals you have established for everything. The recognition that they are meaningless rather than good or bad is the only way to accomplish this. The idea for today is a step in that direction. The example of the phone is a good one for understanding how it is that we will not understand purpose if we look only at the superficial level. Yes, I know what the phone does for me, but what I might not understand is what I want to reach the person for. I might want to speak to a friend because I'm lonely or bored. That would not be a very meaningful contact. However, if I'm calling to extend love or to be helpful, that could be a meaningful encounter. In the first purpose for the call, I would be trying to fill that God-sized hole in me. <laughs> I could as easily try to do that with food or shopping. Some people use entertainment for that, and others try to do it with personal drama. None of that works. And so the goal of using these methods for a sense of fulfillment is not bad, just meaningless. If I were to feel a sense of emptiness and recognize it as a failure to fulfill my purpose, my goal would have meaning. It might be in that case that a phone call would be a way to fulfill my purpose. I could call in order to share my love with someone or to join in the daily lesson or some other spiritual experience. I would be using the same phone, making the same call. But in this instance, the purpose gave it a different meaning. Another simple example. Every day I visit Facebook. 
Most of the time, I do this to post inspirational ideas or to share the daily lesson. I answer questions and share my insights. I discover inspiring stories and helpful processes from other people. Facebook is a way that I live my purpose. It is a worthwhile goal. On the other hand, it could be used differently. It could be used to criticize and judge, and often is. It could be used to kill time in the same way shopping and eating can be used. In this case, the purpose of Facebook would be meaningless and a goal that is of no worth. So let's look at the practice. Six practice periods, each of two minutes duration, are required. Each practice period should begin with a slow repetition of the idea for today, followed by looking about you and letting your glance rest on whatever happens to catch your eye, near or far, important or unimportant, human or non-human. With your eyes resting on each subject as you select, uh, that you select, say for example, I do not know what this chair is for. I do not know what this pencil is for. I do not know what this hand is for. Say this quite slowly without shifting your eyes from the subject until you have completed the statement about it. Then move on to the next subject and apply today's idea as before. As before, this exercise is to help you open um, is to help us open our minds so that we can know what things are for. It is easy to look at a pencil and think we know what it is for, but it is also easy to just go along with the lesson and do it anyway. Even if I think I know what the pencil is for, it's not going to upset me to consider maybe there is something else I could know about a pencil. Jesus is a real genius when it comes to setting up these lessons. He knows how to use these early lessons to gently bring us to a new way of thinking without causing us to resist too strongly. I'm very grateful for my brother. So thank you for listening to my recording and I will see you tomorrow with another lesson.